What is what is Liz's core purpose? Freedom. I I cannot stand not being free or being told what to do. <laughs> so I I need to be like whoever accepts me needs to accept the fact that I need to have a hundred percent control over what I do. I need to be free, not. I, and I think Confined. this. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> just because I have my own mind, and um, yeah, it's it's not easy to deal with me sometimes. I know that. <laughs> oh, well, your next I'm, okay. I'm, so, the, so so your next uh, uh, partner in your personal life needs to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he needs to be prepared. <laughs> Look. I like LinkedIn because it's a it's business and that tempers a lot of people in, in terms of you know keep, keep keeps them clean to a certain extent in terms of how far they're prepared to go. Um, you can't carry any kind of authority um, or push any kind of content on LinkedIn anonymously. You've got to be using a real per- you've got to be a real person. And that's that's the problem with places like Twitter is it's it's too easy to say bullshit and to say nasty hurtful horrible things when when nobody knows who you are mm-hmm. um so censorship from uh from um taking ownership of your content thing i think the best form of censorship is the is the one that people do to themselves really mm-hmm. okay it's, so 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 yeah. should so should twitter have the power to turn people off anytime they want yes or no yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely it's their business they do what they like absolutely okay. um but you know, if LinkedIn threw me out, I'd I'd, I'd want to know a really really good reason why they've done it. Because if they didn't, I'd be taking them to court for damages. To to your point, it like feels like everything is just like here it is. It's either black or it is white, and you better or it is A or it is B, and you better like pick your thing. There's and versus or. I think is is the well, word we could all very I much lean into like at this that. time. Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that down at the tavern next time one of my buddies is trying to get me to, to argue about a topic. <laughs> I would be like, hey, it's man, just, it's and, it's not or. I like it's it. And it's, it's not or. These things are, it, that's one part where I sometimes <laughs> question myself, Steve, on like, am I contributing to the demise? I'm, I'm, my business is in social media. Right. And I would say that, you know, we're talking about nuance, nuance, nuance topics that every person's life experience has 16 different intersectionalities and inputs to it. But you want to jam it into a 2000 character thesis statement and then, you know, really get on your high horse about how well did I put somebody else in their place? Yeah. No debt, cash flow positive, and you haven't taken money in the outside cash, and you and your two buddies still own 100% of the company? We do 33.3333 Congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Let's just let's just take a deep breath right there. Isn't that so <laughs> awesome? I mean, that is really outstanding. Can you share what you're doing in revenue? Our first full year, which was last year actually, 2020. Okay. Uh, so our first half year, we did 178,000. Okay. Now that's uh-huh. not that's not a, that's not after expenses. They're still not paying you guys anything, probably. You still uh, not taking still living off of our significant others or our savings. Um, and then last year was our first full year, 2020. Okay, what'd you do? We did 5.2 million in revenue. <laughs> and, you know, you feel this responsibility to have all the right answers and, and be perfect and, 
uh, you know, hold your own and not let anybody see weakness. And that's wrong. Like, it's okay not to have the answer. In fact, it's good if you say, I don't know, be vulnerable, be honest, and then work really hard to understand the challenges and bring an answer or bring a solution or get others to help you. Let's get into the book. I want to talk about the book. By the way, I got a copy of the book right here. I don't know if everybody. All right. There you go. Startup CXO. Startup CXO. Startup or Startup CXO. And Matt was kind enough to send me a copy. I've already got into it. Um, When I was promoted to my first COO job, I wish I had this. And when I was promoted to my first president job, president of a $40 million company, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I wish I had this handbook. <laughs> that and you, and you should have seen my my first book too, which I assume I assume you have or have seen somewhere, which is startup yes, CEO. Yes, startup yeah. CEO. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I wish I'm reading this, Matt. You know, and I went through, and I want I want you to give the overview, obviously. But I just want to tell the listeners, I love how it's put together. You know, it's it's like a handbook that you can just reference. Like if you're a CEO, you can go in here and go, damn, you know, okay, I need to hire a CFO. I've never hired a CFO. What the hell do I do? What do I look for? What do I need? I just go to the CFO section, right? Or if I am a CFO and I'm wondering how I should work better with my CRO or whatever, it, you can reference it, right? So it's great for each functional leader uh, at the C-level, not just the CEO. I love the way it's put together. I really mean that, by the way. I don't just give casual recommendations on the Right Apart podcast. Like if, it's, if, if somebody comes on the show and I don't like it, I usually tell them. <laughs> well, I appreciate people that are passionate but I also think that there should be decorum. And so, you know, um, having been in the political sphere for much of my life and now being involved in an incredible community um, organization as a nonprofit, I feel that what I say should reflect the broadest sense of community. And so my, I am not in this role because people are interested in necessarily my point of view on things. They're interested in my ability to be a convener and to build community and bring folks together. And so if I start speaking out on particular issues in my role and who I am in the world, I'll have a conversation with you privately. And I may share my point of view on um, very sensitive topics, but I don't think that that is my role as a CEO. And I think that folks that speak out, um, it follows you forever. And and that's what we've learned is um, it's one thing to be careful. Um, It's another thing to be um, verbose and put yourself out there and you just don't know um you just don't know how it'll impact you as a human and your business quite frankly so i just err on the side of caution you know have those conversations privately and you can throw down and you can speak frankly and you can (laughs) you know the vitriol can happen privately i just don't think that social media is the space for it so the first piece of advice is it's just really having the learner's mindset and I think the second piece of advice is similar, which is like hiring folks that know what they're doing, that you can really trust and they can just run with it autonomously. So our like mid-level management, most of them are way more experienced than I am. They understand whatever department it is that they're running significantly better than I do. And so my goal is to just not get in their way, right? Like I hire someone that has 25 years of sales and customer success experience, they know better than I do. I should not be the one that's like telling them how to do their job. My goal is making sure they have the resources to do their job effectively, making sure they have the right team members. You know, for me personally, I don't think people care what I think about the the uh, social matter of the moment. 
My clients and the people that listen to me want to learn more about technology and what I do for a living. You know, my, and I think another way I, I prefer to exact my influence, uh, by example, um, Mm -hmm. rather than talking about it. Like, and, and I think the other thing too is look, you have to know who I am as a person, like the whole depth of everything to understand my viewpoint. And most people don't, they just see snapshots of me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, me stirring the pot doesn't add value. Mm. Uh, where I add value is I deliver good software for my customers and I take care of my team. And I also care very much about building a diverse team and diversity is so much more than skin color or sexual orientation or gender. It's diversity of thought. It's diversity Mm. of experience. And I would feel terrible if I alienated one of my employees over the other simply because I felt like stroking my ego by sharing my opinion. (laughs) And so um, I was working for this really big company. They were really cool boardroom (laughs) guys, really nice, super fun partiers, obviously. And they were were having the pre-audit meeting, right? We're sitting in their little boardroom. All of a sudden they start, they have someone come in with a dab rig and (laughs) everybody's taking a dab and it gets to me. And I had to be like, guys, I know that you're going to think I'm a narc, but I have to do an audit after this and I cannot do it if I'm down. I cannot do that. They all laughed at me and like called me. It was hilarious.